0: And welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there is to know in the English language about. Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter. But we are a little bit biased. I am your host, Brian and Casey. You can find me on Twitter at KCSGE. Follow the show on Twitter. That is at HEFpod. pod Follow us on Instagram. Instagram handle is Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. You can always drop us a line by email. That is Hey Eintracht Frankfurt at gmail.com. And of course, follow us on Facebook where you can find all the latest Eintracht news and information in the English language all in one convenient location. That is slash HEF pod. We are back. Uh, hope everyone liked the uh, previous episode where uh, we sat down with. Uh, the man who was announcing Eintracht's latest match in the Bundesliga, Derek Ray. If you haven't listened to it, uh, it's obvious you have not uh, subscribed to our podcast. So do us a favor; it just takes a couple seconds. Just uh, like like it, subscribe to it. If you want to give us a five-star rating and review, you know I won't. I won't say no to that. So here we are, back to talk about all things Eintracht Frankfurt. Going around the United States of America, I go to the north, to the man in the motor city, the man who is going to be cheering for one team to win the Super Bowl this weekend. It is Chris in Detroit. What's going on?
1: Hey, Brian. Uh, happy to be back. I'm sorry to all the listeners. I am not even worthy of speaking on the same show that Derek Ray did, but I will give it my best shot today.
0: All right. Hey, look at... Looking, uh, feeling good about uh, the Eintracht, I can only imagine. I got another guy who is going to be even more stoked to be back, and uh, it's Matt from the Big Apple. How is New York City, it, Great. I mean, just to add
2: to, you know, Chris's thing, I think, you know, if your ears bleed today because you don't have the same voices as Derek Ray today, uh, you know, we are not liable for any injuries after the listing of this podcast, so... Uh, just want to make that clear to everybody, and uh, yeah, <laughs> get ready for a wild ride.
0: Yeah, well, indeed, it was a wild, wild ride. Let's go back to the predictions, shall well, we? Chris, you predicted what?
1: So I I got it right on the win. Um, I, <laughs> I believe I was the only one, but I can only brag a little bit because... The game did not play out nearly the way I thought it would. Uh, we were all expecting low scoring. I think I was the high predictor at um, 1-0. Or I think maybe someone else said 1-1. But nobody expected five goals out of that
0: one. Someone got close with four goals. I wonder who that was.
2: I called the over. I, I, I was happy with that call. I was the, <laughs> the only one who thought the over. I thought it was going to be a 2-2 tie. and I mean, I'm glad that. Hostage mag magic was a real thing that day so i mean i'm happy with the over i'm happy with the draw sucks i lost a little bit of money on the draw but if i if it costs me a little bit to get three points out of the boys it costs me a couple bit, a couple extra bucks so it is what it is we have our first win in the 2021 and uh hopefully hopefully we can bring the momentum and start a win streak here like we did last in the you know Hendrunder well
1: before Where's we get plate? in Before we get into the match itself, I think we have to look at how disappointing the last few weeks were when we look at that stretch where we had a lot of winnable matches and there were points there to be had and we left a lot on the pitch. This one looked like that was happening all over again. I had the exact same sinking feeling of, well, we played 20 minutes of great football and then totally shit our pants. So, sorry for the expletive tag. But we just had that feeling again where here we go again we've seen this before we've seen it way too consistently now and then all of a sudden you know out of nowhere uh sometimes you work hard and the bounces go your way so it, it's okay to be happy after this one it wasn't pretty but it never is with you know two teams that are always fighting their way up
2: yeah, i mean derek derek put it perfectly in the episode that's uh the other, I the other day um but both teams played like shit. Point and simple. I mean, the, well, what was crazy too was like that. You know, Stuttgart even was running like eight kilometers less than Frankfurt, and they were still getting to us. You know, they even pulled off more passes. that seemed like they had better possession, but they weren't like moving as much as we were. So it just it just seemed like we were kind of on our heels most of the time, man. You know, I don't really want to get into the game too much, but I, I just kind of think we kind of grinded this out, you know, without Kamada and Kostic, which was, you know, obviously a huge loss for us. Um, and then what made me more nervous was, you know, having every single defender get subbed out towards the end of the second half because you never sub out defenses. It just sucks that we just kept getting injured. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I see where you're coming from, Chris. I definitely had the deja vu moments as well with like Dortmund and God, I don't even know who else we lost to. I can't remember because i are trying to block it out. But, yeah, I totally agree but with you. But the way we
1: came out early, yeah, the way we came out early, I think we all thought, hey, here we go. It's the new us after the break. We're going to come out and just, you know, run the score up on them. And that was short-lived. We took one out of it.
2: Lens had a day too. What a comeback day for him.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Uh, the, look, the man has been out injured. And I've been singing his praises Uh, since the moment that we signed him. I was like, hey, this guy's going to get us a, a tactical flexibility. And so far, he's lived up to the billing uh, in uh, just allowing us to play with a different style compared to the days under Adi Hutter where, look, there was only one formation you could ever ever play and hey we back four back three we were able to do all sorts of stuff for uh this match day and hey you know what at the end of it eintracht comes out with a w it just happened that you know as derek mentioned eintracht knew look this is a match where both teams were going for it for me i thought that stuttgart wanted it more but there's a phrase that is out there that is called "work smarter, not harder," and look where our goals came from.
3: Yep. Two
0: from set, two from set pieces, and then just uh, another great goal that just happened to take a deflection. I mean, says it all right there. And Stuttgart has not exactly been the best when it comes to set pieces. And voila, we uh, worked smarter, not harder. We definitely put in more legwork. Yes, that is true, Matt. But at the end of the day, look who came out on top. And the, I try, the Stuttgart uh, Americana podcast was talking about just saying they were just happy just to come out with goals in the match. Because this was, for them, the first match where they could openly say, hey, everyone is fit. No one has COVID. We're good to go. Let's go with it. And they just did not come out looking great. And we took advantage of it. And we come out winners. And I'm not going to feel bad about it. It just
2: kind of sucks that we conceded two goals against a team who didn't score in the last five. They couldn't even score against Kota furt you know. So it's just, it just sucks that our defensive votes keep coming in. And, you know, this could possibly be a great segue to, you know, what we've done or, you know, what we've been doing over the January transfer window with signing all the defenders because, Starting to really get on the bandwagon of clean house on the defensive side because Kevin, I don't know how much more Kevin Trapp can handle.
0: Well, that's true. I yeah, mean, there's certainly a look, lot. You, you're the biggest Kevin Trapp uh, fan there is, Chris. I, yeah, I'm interrupting you. You just go on ahead. No,
1: no, it's fine. I just the. It's not like this is the first time we put a lot on his shoulders. I think, actually, he's even though he the results aren't showing as many wins as we had at certain points in the past couple years. I don't think he's faced anything more harsh this year. Yes, he's continued to save our ass, but he's been doing that, you know, even in his first stint with us. So, I mean, he's had opportunities to go. He's chose to stay. I, I've i never seen a goalie out there that doesn't want the action. I'm, cert- I'm sure he'd love more support, but Kevin Trapp is – the hard-working goalie, the guy that says, bring it on, give me everything you've got, week after week, I mean... He I just said he it one that time goal.
0: too many in the very, very late stages of a ma- of a match.
1: Yeah, but, the, I mean, those things happen. Um, I think the thing with, with KT is that he's frustrated by the lack of goal support. Um, the fact that it took... Brustich saving our ass off a deflection in a match where we had I don't know fifteen or I didn't look it up but fifteen or so shots is a little bit frustrating Um, and I can see that but certainly he did his part and I I haven't heard much complaining from him.
0: Well, hey, you know at at this end of the day at this moment in time, I think it's just I'm just glad that the Andrade. we came out on top in a match that we all were feeling, oh uh, boy, deja vu, coming up again. We don't exactly have the best of luck visiting Stuttgart. You know what? I'll take it. At this, at the end of the day, I'm just taking it and just kind of picking up the ball and walking away from the field. Kind of like, nope, game over, done, moving on.
2: Hustich looking real good, no. though. My boy. <laughs> I'm telling where, you guys.
1: Where do we stand where do we stand with Roostich? Oh, you... I still like him off the bench. I know I want to see more time out of him, but I think the the best play we've seen from him this year is when he's coming off the bench. I don't want to wait till the 65th, 70th minute, but the halftime sub in the middle portion of the game seemed to work great here. I'm a little concerned about putting him in a starting role. Though.
0: I don't know. Um, I'm not as concerned about that. And here, and I will point out why. I think that with the kind of formation that I look the formation that we rolled out with was precip uh was entirely based on the fact that we did not have Kostic uh We available. suffocated the you know, middle. The that's
2: the that's the biggest thing we did with so exactly. Yakic and Rota yeah. was yeah. three suffocated heavy in people. The middle
0: we threw everyone in there. We crowded shit up you know, Rhoda uh, ended up, you know, having to go off. And let's be honest, he wasn't exactly looking all too well to begin with. And it was, uh, hey, you know, we had one good guy that you wanted to use. You have another guy who's pretty decent. But the guy in question, Il has got that freaking looming vulture over his head that basically says... Um, I'm going to get a contract renewal if you play me too often. I keep on, I know, I keep on harping on about that, but, you know, it's something that's hanging over my head just a wee bit too much. But, look, the the big old uh, midfield that we had, the yeah, channel on the uh, right, Lens on the left, so Yakik and Rhoda, which was quite interesting, but you knew in your head, you're like, okay, this... Is we're throwing next to everybody in the midfield right now. It's really crowded. We don't got a lot to substitute back in because we had Kamada gone and yeah, Kostich gone. So,
2: but here's the thing: we why had I have th-
0: to with a totally different sort of. Here's lineup. the thing: why
2: I think Houshchitsch was also thriving when he subbed on because there was such a heavy, heavily defensive presence with. Um, I think he sat down for Roda or, or so, but one of the other two. You know, at least there was some sort of defense. Yeah, so he had so and Yakic sitting back. I mean, Yakic was running like crazy on the offensive side in of the first five minutes. He almost, he almost scored one early for us. But I, if the we, when we play Hrustic, especially when we start him, the last time we started him was in the like the, the defensive midfield side of things. It's of Roda, where Kamado was up top. I'm preaching that Hoosiers should start instead of Kamada because I think Hoosiers could be a lot more more dynamic, a lot more creative, and I think him and Borei could mash so much more better. I just feel like if we ha- – I feel like Kamada is a lot better off the bench than Hoosiers coming off the bench. And it has uh, – and that's just how it is. Not to bash you on Kamada Island over there, Brian, but I really believe
0: – I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one. There's a few. Oh, there's a lot more than a few.
2: <laughs> oh, I just—I I guess I just can't hear them. They must be still kind of skeptical about him. But they're
1: drowning because the island is disappearing. Global <laughs> <laughs> warming. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, it's yeah, the yeah, bubbles.
2: Yeah, That's who they are. <laughs> got it. That makes sense. But the so long story short, I, I just think Houstud should be playing the more offensive side of things, and I'm glad he showed that. You know, when he got subbed in last game, so he's got to—he's got to keep it going. I hope Glassner sees it.
0: Well, here's uh, hoping that he does uh, recognize it. But let's uh, let's look at what the management side of things is doing. So uh, last episode uh, where we had more of the kind of figure format instead of the interview format, we discussed all the moves that Eintracht has been making. And if Knopf is one who is really the only one who's actually come in for in any sort of immediacy. And we saw a brief, brief glimpse of him. We'll see more in the coming matches. Don't you worry. But uh, I'm trying to signing another player uh, for the summer. It's almost like as though we recognize where our weaknesses are long-term and it's easier to plan in, in the long-term than it is, you know, forking over the dough that might not be as readily available. And, uh, yeah, there's something that they saw when in the two matches that they played against Royal Antwerp. And, go figure, they believe that they found a guy who's going to be able to play in a fullback uh, sort of role. uh, uh, uh Buta, play, who played for Royal Antwerp. I'm kind of interested in uh what can come of this guy uh it's just a question of uh how he uh what kind of i mean shocks for guys who have announced that they're like to their club that hey i'm not going to be here next year i mean you know if you're a coach and you're a coach at Antwerp who's trying to play for a belgian title you're gonna be like i don't really want to play you so it's a question of how is this guy gonna solve in? It does kind of make the right hand side stupidly overwhelming. Like how many how many guys are there? It just means that we need to clear house. It's it, and we're gonna have to do it over the summer. That's yeah,
2: I mean it's interesting. I mean we definitely need more depth on the defensive side of things, but I mean we're signing this guy off of an injury. You know he's still injured. He's he still has a bustle injury. He hasn't played since October. Um, so it, it's kind of, I mean, he, he played both games against, or not both games, he only played one game against us, you know, he played a full minutes, I mean, I think, you know, the one-nothing result, I mean, not to, not to you know, shed light on the defensive side of things, because they were really good, I mean, I, I feel like I remember the left back being a lot more, um, exciting against us, because he was dominating, um, not Lindstrom. I, remember, I forgot I was playing on the right side for us, but he was pretty much dominating the right side um, every uh, when we played them in you know got in the Europa League. So I don't know. I mean, I guess more depth on the defensive side of things because we definitely need a clean house, as you said, Brian. But you know, he's we're signing him off from an injury. You know, this guy hasn't played since October. So who knows? I feel like, that like risk, that with every single there's a lot of signing. reward available. Exactly. I just feel like with like, we're like that, that every single signing where we just don't know.
0: Sure. Well, shucks, guys. Uh, I thought there would be more discussion on that, but hey, you know what? Last week uh, we at, we brought back a friend of ours uh, back to the fold with Roman and Bat Um He had a rant for us last week, and let's hear what Roman has this
3: week with Roman's rant. My name is Roman from Hepppod and SFB Eagles, and this is
1: all about in-track Frankfurt and the Bundesliga. This is Roman's rant. Let's talk football. Go go go! Let's hear him what he's got to say. Listen
3: up. Hey guys, this is Roman SFB Eagles, and this is Roman's rant. My little few minutes where I get to talk to you. And you, in theory, to talk to me, if you write to me on Twitter. Otherwise, let's talk about Fußball Bundesliga. Next match coming up is Wolfsburg. And what do we think when we hear Wolfsburg? (coughs) Nothing. We don't hear anything about Wolfsburg because we don't think anything about Wolfsburg because we don't care about Wolfsburg. However, we're playing them. And uh, if that would have been a uh, regular match, uh, there would have been probably 150 supporters traveling all the way from Wolfsburg to Frankfurt. And I guess they're not going to go through the hassle this time. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so it's going to be Wolfsburg. Who the fuck is Wolfsburg? Um, and who the fuck is Florian Kofeld? Mm, the coach of Wolfsburg. I don't like him. I don't know anyone who actually does like him. Uh, they lost all the recent matches besides, of course, the game against Fürth. Uh, but who cares? Who wins against Fürth? Like, who does not win against Fürth? That's the question. So let's not take this too seriously. And, um, and, and let's hope, and that's going to be important. We need to kick Wolfsburg's ass, right? So not only... Uh, they got to lose right because like they got to realize that A Kofeld is not a good coach B nobody cares about Wolfsburg C who is Wolfsburg D I'm not going to buy a Volkswagen just because of the club and D uh we just because we have to it's uh, I mean I'm, I I wish I could say I want them to relegate however I don't think uh, they will you know they're going to win more matches than uh, than, the, you know the other clubs down there. So okay, let's not let's not uh, wish for that. But uh, yeah, Wolfsburg is a team nobody needs in the Bundesliga. However, we gotta play them, so we gotta beat them. It's that easy. It's that simple. So uh, yeah, let's let's kick ass, and that's what we gotta do, and uh, get Kofeld down the drain and the whole Wolfsburg club with Volkswagen, and. Uh, I think that's about it, that we can talk about uh, the Bundesliga right now. Obviously, championship is boring. Relegation is interesting. Uh, Yeah, let's see how things pan out. And uh, thanks for listening. Eintracht Frankfurt International this year, next year. Bye-bye. If you like what they say,
1: leave a hand or come back. Five stars should be your rake. Frankfurt all over the world. East coast, west
0: coast, all the heart of rock Microphone drop. And thank you to Roman and Bad Fugle for giving us another slice of Roman's rant. Boys, you know, listening, talking about the Eintracht, one gets a thirst. I think it's time for hashtag what are we drinking? Shall we? All right. Uh, Chris, you always got something fun. What do you got?
1: Yeah, this is always the segment where my knowledge finally you know, shows something. Because I don't know shit about soccer. I'm just here for this segment. Um, <laughs> so uh, people didn't know my love of booze. And I celebrate three seasons. There's um season. From like November to January, where that's about the majority of my consumption, and then March through the summer is over on season here in Michigan. Well, there's a new season, and it is February March, and that is Punchki beer season. Uh, because my friends over at Eastern Market Brewing just brewed a batch of beer. If you don't know what a Punchki is, it, it's a it, it's a Polish like a, a Berliner is what they call them in Germany. The Fat Tuesday uh, donut filled with a fruit filling. Fucking amazing. Uh, but Easter Market Brewing put like 1,500 of them straight into the beer making process. And they turned out the most fantastic beer. The raspberry you can taste. You can taste like the, the flakiness of the crust on the pastry. It's just it's awesome. So the Punchki beer from Eastern Market Brewing. I have to ration myself because I was only allowed to buy four. But I saved one here for tonight because I'm just so happy it's finally Punchki season.
0: Alright. Sorry for what Chris's rant, but I first? had to do it. I've honestly never <laughs> even heard of that
2: before, but after you can, you know, convert it to I will drive bralino, some to I New like,
1: York. Ah. I, I will either either drive some to New York. you got to have a, a polish or or a european bakery down the street from you i oh, probably walk over to the united nations they'll probably give you some
2: <laughs> yeah that's hilarious but um yeah i'm drinking the sam seasonal does anybody want to guess which one i'm drinking what do you got
0: oh it's uh what the winter lager
2: uh cold snap but close but yeah uh, sam summer Always a go-to. If you if you're out in the Boston area, you haven't gone to the Sam's uh, Brewing Company. I probably have, but I don't know if you guys know about this. But it's yeah, free booze, get really drunk, and it's a cool place.
0: There you go, boy. There you go. Uh, So I have the last of the Sam Adams, and it's uh, the Boston Lager. It's always a solid for me, and it's all that remained in the fridge. So. Uh, cleared that out in my wonderful Eintracht Frankfurt glass. So got me right in the right in the mood to uh, start talking about the Eintracht. So that's going to wrap it up for hashtag #what are we drinking? Prost to all y'all. Cheers. And uh yeah, next up to talk about is the Eintracht Frauen. Uh, well, Matt, you and I were really optimistic uh when we were discussing the Frauen our queens as you call them and then uh the ruckus happened against Freiburg and we ended up losing two to one uh player sent off quite chaotic
2: yeah I mean sometimes you gotta take the losses you, know, you gotta take the punches to the throat I mean the early red card definitely didn't help us clearly because you know that's when everything kind of sort of derailed um I mean, at least Laura Freygon got her goal and whatnot, but, I mean, to lose at home against Freiburg as well, who haven't really been the most offensive team in the league, Um yeah, Ouch. it is. It's tough. I mean, like I said, it, you sometimes got to take the punches. You know, hungry hungry dogs run faster for the next game, you know, so you always got to keep looking forward, you know, because especially with the big game against um, Bayern? Oh, no, no, Cologne. Cologne, excuse me. Um oh. Yep. But still, woof. It's tough.
0: Indeed. Chris, you love to frown just as much as anyone, I swear. You
1: know, it's really tough because Sarah Dorson. it's like, hey, welcome to Frankfurt. Here's a red card. <laughs> 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 um, I didn't have an opportunity to see the infraction yet, but I, I can't make a judgment without that. The frustrating part is that we scored almost immediately after that, too. I think it was just two or three minutes after that, Frygant gets her goal, and we're riding high. And that lasted for a whole, oh, about, I don't know, five minutes. And early in the second, uh, Freiburg gets theirs. Or was it was late in the first. Again, I'm stuck here in the United States trying to get illegal streams via Denmark, but it's a struggle. But the frustrating part is that you go down a person, you get a lead, And then it just becomes, oh, shit, we got to try and hold on to this. But the reality is, you know, once you go down, you're playing for the draw. And I thought we had it for a while. Um, We we actually had some tremendous offensive chances. Uh, Shakira Martinez had a few chances. And it just, we couldn't put it together. And when you're down a person, you hope for the tie. And we just couldn't hold off long enough. But there's still opportunities for points. We fell off the race for the title. We were three points back. Now we're sitting, like, what seven back. My math is bad there because that's not possible. But, yeah, we're sitting seven back right now. Um, but most importantly, we have a chance to make up points here with nine matches left. Yeah. And it starts this weekend.
2: Yeah, and I'm, I'm always one of those you know, one of my stupid soccer sessions thing is here is, you know, how I always say, like, two nothing is the worst lead in soccer. I always, you know, think if, you know, if my team was down ten, 10 people, sometimes you get play better because, you know, you're being a lot smarter on the ball. You uh, are a lot more conscious in your next move and stuff like that because, you know, sometimes you're essentially playing for two positions at certain situations, yeah. but just just wasn't the case that time, you know.
1: Yeah, it's definitely no. something where you, you get more mentally – Focused on where you are, and you you're not just going through the motions. You're thinking things through, because you're forced to cover more space than you're accustomed to. I, uh, I think if we lose somebody higher up the pitch, we're in better shape, because we have a little more, a little more firepower there and a lot more depth, um, to to move people around. But to lose Sarah, there is a tough spot, and you know. <laughs> Like I said, hey, welcome to Frankfurt. Here's a red card. It's not really the way to open things up, but that's all right. We'll get back on track. I don't think Freiburg is going to be too much trouble. Um, they're, I've seen them play twice, and they just kind of pester and stick around long enough to make things uh, kind of interesting, but they don't have anything I, that I think can bite us and surprise us. It just sucks that we well, four losses. One on can season. only hope
0: that the Billy Goats. Uh, one can only hope that the Billy Goats are the uh, remedy to an issue because Eintracht is about to leave on international break. So, <sighs> all right, let's go, ladies. We know we know you got us. We know that you're gonna come through, in the clutch fashion that you always do. So, talking about. Uh, switching from the Frauen, who do not get to play at the Stadion to something that's gonna happen at the Stadion guys. Um, we are all fans of uh, the National Football League. That part, that is the, I would say, the more watched uh, sporting league in the United States of America, where all of us reside. And uh, in the process of them wanting to create more international games the national football league is got a four year contract to play games in germany one game per year to be played in germany in two cities selected was munchen and frankfurt hey. so guys starting uh starting in 2022 uh was the start of the four year contract uh to play in germany first one will be in munich boo but you know hey it's an easy transport hub and the stadium is nice big and modern and thing is kind of also fits us so uh american football is going to be returning to the valage stadion for the first time since nfl europe went away um I'm kind of wondering how. I mean, they can't tear out the field more than it usually gets torn up. Am I right?
2: Yeah. Watch them try. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think it'll be fine. I mean, it's it's it'll be good. I mean, it's not going to really be detrimental. I mean, it's just one. It'll game, make us money. You know? It'll make us a lot of money. Hopefully, I don't know how much money we're going to be giving out to the DFB and to the NFL and whatnot, but for like concession stand kind of pieces, that'll be a nice little chunk of money for us, but exciting you know, it's you know football football's back in Frankfurt. Shout out to the Frankfurt Galaxy.
1: The NFL <laughs> is really good at cross promotion, whether it's here with local efforts or even across the world, with the games in London and Mexico, they have massive followings all around the world and you know the NFL is great at marketing. So I am sure there'll be a lot of cross promotion and If nothing else, there's going to be millions of people here in the United States watching TV and being like, hey, who plays in the stadium all the time? And they'll be talking about Frankfurt. Mentioned more than a handful of times, I'm sure. So that'll be good for our brand, too. Huge for our brand. Yep.
0: So, uh, as I mentioned, four-year contract, uh, two locations, uh, Frankfurt to get it in 2023 and 2025. We will see what we will see after that. But, hey, you know what? Here's hoping that the Eintracht gets some really interesting matchups uh, at the end of it. Um, I I don't know if I'm going to be going to see the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, but I think if the Chiefs play the Jets, I think I can convince uh, myself and another person on this panel <laughs> to go out there. I just can guarantee that if the Detroit Lions decide to go out there, no one's going there. To watch.
2: <laughs> hey, but if the Jets play the Lions out there, I mean, then it's 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 a Super Bowl for us. It might still.
0: It might if if, if it's the Jets and Lions. It might still be a Jets fan and only a Jets fan.
2: <laughs> this. I
1: live five miles from Ford Field, where the Lions play, and I won't even go there for a game. So.
0: Exactly. We'll exactly. You'd have to be dragged to, uh, the Village Stadium. To see the Detroit Lions? Why would you want to see a team like that? Who, you know, with, I would well, fly there
1: and spend the entire day in the museum. I wouldn't even watch the football.
0: Yeah, yeah. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So this is really gonna uh, bite us in the ass is that, by the time that happens. That was, where you know,
2: the Jets and the Lions end up being like Super Bowl contenders, <laughs> but that'd be a great way to bite us in the ass.
1: Hey, it's um, a good opportunity for us to fly lo- over there and do some recording too.
0: Uh, it would be, um, but let's be real: um, the two divisions that currently uh, the Lions and the Jets are in, kind of have some other teams that are way better than them.
1: Well, the Lions did play and in, in the near term so future, you have to remember that the NFL doesn't really care about sending good teams overseas. They sent the Jaguars to London twice. They sent the Lions to London.
0: I think so, the Jaguars have been to uh, London like three or four times. Yeah, I mean, I'm the, brutally the honest.
1: stadium at Tottenham was built with the intention of housing like four or more games, uh, Jacksonville games a year. That Jacksonville has, has been exactly,
0: has participated in the international series exactly eight times. Wow. Next highest is five
2: that's so you
0: know how bad, who, how long bad they've been. Hey, they're 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 doing that because they need the money and they'll take what they can get. Uh, we swear to God that this is not a National Football League uh, slanted podcast. We just we get derailed sometimes. It's time to put this ship, uh, put this uh, show right back on order. Uh, we're, we got Wolfsburg coming up, but the thing is, Hasebe... He is out. Uh, He kind of ran into... kind of had Kevin Trapp collide with him. And his poor chest. Hey, he's an older guy. I can totally understand it. Look, uh, I mean, some of us on this podcast might be hurting from running into Kevin Trapp. And one of us might think, oh, all I need is is to crush a beer and I'm good to go. You can (laughs) guess who would be doing the latter. But I can guarantee you that I would be uh, gasping for air, sucking and sucking on nothing. The man walked off the field <laughs> like with the collapsed lung,
2: like oh my god, like like Kevin oh, tra- yeah. I mean I, I I mean, watching the replay from it um, over the weekend was terrible. I mean, that didn't even square to the chest. Like I was I literally was like, That's a broken sternum. Like wow, like this guy's done, like he can't he can't afford that. The fact that i mean the, even that he was just released from the hospital too is nuts but hey man he's a warrior he he he's been he's probably been through worse you know he's now like he's 37 38 years old you know he He's, he's just a warrior. He
0: played for Wolfsburg, and now he doesn't have a chance to play against Wolfsburg again. I'm sure each and every single time that he has the opportunity to play against Wolfsburg or against Nürnberg, he's like relishing his opportunity to do so. And when it doesn't happen, he's just like, son of a bitch. So, he won the league with you know.
2: Wolfsburg as well, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, he did. But hey, you know what? That Pokal was way sweeter. Let's... For sure, <laughs> for be real sure. Here. Yeah,
2: that's way better. But I think instead of who's going to be the uh, replacement for him, it seems like hints. It's about time for Hintz to get out of his funk. You know, um, we got to really rely on him because I don't see us shifting Tuta more centralized or you
1: know. Do we go with this back there. three?
2: Yes, I think that's
0: the
1: it, thing. It's interesting because we did see Tuta in the middle just a little bit in. Two matches oh was it two matches ago? Gladback? Yes the one where we ended up with a back three with him in the middle. Yes. And he kind of held his own. Uh I I don't want to see him there for ninety minutes. Um but he he did enough there to show me that if he needs to be in the middle he can. But against a team with talent down the middle I think he'd struggle.
2: But Tuta also doesn't have stamina, which is why he can't really sit in yes. the middle, which for some makes no sense because usually if you're on the outside, you're running a lot more. But for some reason, he was gassy at Stuttgart. I mean, we had to sub him out. I don't know whether we subbed him out because just to have Hinty as a bigger body, but I would have much rather have Tuta back there. you got no idea what Glassner's decision was behind that, but I don't know. I think Hinty needs to step up. Big
0: body. Got to be a big body. Um, I will kind of look at it from a different standpoint. I think that... It presents because we have Linz back ready and available. Actually I'm kinda of wondering, do we stick with uh, a back four, you know, with two full backs, Linz uh, playing the left back, you know, you take your pick at uh, who you want to have for your right back, put uh let me yeah, let me put Costage on the left, obviously as a left left forward, left attacking midfielder You know, put whoever you want on the right. I mean, does that dilute the uh, punch of the midfield? Yes. But, I mean, it best hides the fact that we have absolutely very next to no depth when it comes to central defense. Let
2: me rephrase what I said. I definitely think we should go forward in the back. I just don't think Glasner football will let us do that.
1: (laughs) You know who that other body is, too, that would get thrown back.
2: Elzanker?
0: yeah, Kill Is that
1: the direction we want to go? Um, Big body. That's kind of been a hit or miss. Two matches.
0: I think I can stomach it. Look, he's got. A, he still has over ten matches to go before he can even can, before he were in danger zone of renewing his contract. I don't even care about. He can still do that. a job. And look, I know Wolfsburg won at the weekend, but I'm just gonna. Look at their entire schedule. So they won on the 6th of November. And then when they went went to international break. So that was Augsburg they beat. Uh, that was a one nothing win. And then they played Bielefeld. 2-2 draw. And then they had a 3-1 loss to Dortmund. That started a cavalcade of losses. Of losses. And no goals scored. Almost no goals scored. They had a 3-2 loss uh, to Cologne. But other than that, they scored in only one like they scored zero goals from Cologne's match all the way to when they beat Groy de Firth this past weekend. Now it was Groy to Firth. We have to all remember that. I mean, that's not saying much, but it almost was like, hey, they finally felt like they threw off the yoke, but uh, this big old weight that they had on them, thing is they're still not very good they're still very dysfunctional that match was pretty ugly just saying but Firth is just abund- Firth is a mid-table second division team it's no wonder that they were able to pump four goals uh, past them I mean Shucks we were able to get three and we were looking like ass while we did it. It's just uh, I don't even, to go back I, to our. I just match.
2: don't think it's really Wolfsburg's problem. I think we just got to worry about us, you know, um, because Wolfsburg has always been struggling on the offensive side of things. They barely even scored twenty goals this year. You know, we're twenty one games in, so <clears throat> they average about a goal a game, which is pretty much terrible in the Bundesliga. Safe to say, because it's a very high scoring league.
0: <clears throat> I just. Yeah, so you're. Wait, you're saying that they scored 17 goals in 20 matches in the lead up to that match? Ugh.
2: Yeah, sounds like it. Sounds like it. But I guess we'll just have to see what happens um, come on Sunday or Saturday because our, def- our defensive shovel, I think, is really going to surprise us. I don't know who we're going to put back there. I don't really care, honestly, who we put back there at this point just because we're not going to get a clean sheet. But I think whoever we do put back there, whether it's Hinty, whether it's even Da Costa, or, you know, even Lentz as a center back, which I wouldn't be surprised because we're going to stick the three at the back. Uh, you know, like, I think there could be a good defensive shuffle for us. Who knows? We, we definitely need change.
1: Yeah, and there's the most important factor for me is not necessarily, you, like you said, Matt, we're not going to hold a clean sheet, but it's when that happens. We cannot allow an early goal. We cannot allow early pressure to break down that back line in whatever shape it takes. Because, I mean, we've shown our vulnerability in the past of having to spend too much time fighting back to get into a match and just running out of time. So, for me, the important part is keeping the pressure as low as possible for as long as possible.
0: Well, hey, that uh, puts it all right there, guys. Time to make your predictions. What are we thinking for this match?
2: Go ahead, Matt. I'm gonna say 2 nothing. I think we're actually gonna get a clean sheet. I'm I'm just gonna go throw lim out here because like I said, I don't know what's gonna happen with the defensive shuffle because if we're gonna keep the three in the back, you know, I can see Andika, Tuta, and Hinti kinda of sitting back there. I hope I think Hinty is gonna step up now since we don't really have any depth there. Um or, you know, if Hinty, unless we don't play Hinty, you know, Tuta in the middle and then put either cluster or Lens out wide and shuffled and Dika on the right side. So it it really, it, I have no idea. I mean, I 2-0, honestly, is going to be my prediction.
0: Yeah. Chris?
2: So
1: I kind of went back and forth on this one. This is in that run of matches that I said was critical to pick up points against lower table teams. We're getting towards the end of that run, and we've underachieved. I think we've underachieved by a significant amount. And we have a lot to play for. We're sitting just a few points back of the European spots we want to be in, but there's a lot of teams right on our tail. This is a must win, and we're without our you know emotional support guy in the, the middle of that back line. Uh, I think we're going to pull it out. I'm a little concerned with the familiar faces, uh, we always seem to get bit in the ass by somebody we know, like uh, Luca Baldschmidt or an uh, American John Anthony Brooks always plays tough against us. And we're not going to keep a clean sheet. I know, you know Matt's a little more optimistic than I am, <laughs> but I think we pull it out. I'm going to say we win this one 2-1. to one.
0: All right, I like that prediction, and I'm also going with 2-1 to one as well. I think that... The Eintracht has a little bit better of a performance from a defensive standpoint because it's more of a everyone's pulling their own because the master is not available to be pulling the strings. So that is uh, our predictions for this uh, Eintracht versus Wolfsburg match, and that is it for this episode of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. I'd like to thank Matt and Chris both for joining me. Uh, Chris, where can we find you on social media?
1: I am on all the socials, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Peloton. Hey, I got a second, uh, listener of our podcast. Uh, follow me on Peloton. So that's cool. We'll have to put a little crew together for a ride. That's awesome. Um, but
2: I'm at C in the D three, one, three.
0: In math, where can we
2: find you? I get on the Twitter side of things. I definitely got to start being more active on it. And then, uh, you always got to follow our Instagram page on, Hey, i Frankfurt. Cause, uh, just keep pumping good content out there for you guys
0: exactly and you can follow the show on twitter that is at hefpod facebook.com slash hefpod for all the latest english language coverage of the eintracht and uh yeah if you ever have a comment a gripe you know send it our way uh the hey eintracht Frankfurt at gmail.com and if you do know any other eintracht fans share them with the podcast you know we love hearing the eintracht fan stories we got one that's going to be coming out that chris happened to sit down with a lovely fan out in indianapolis so one to listen to yeah that's gonna wrap it up for this episode and until next time choose